0: This is John Cackley with Centric Biz and Tech Talks. Today, I'm talking with Centric's leadership team, the legendary four amigos, Dave Roosevelt, Larry English, Eric Van Leuven, and Jeff Lloyd, and we'll hear about what 2020 has meant to Centric Consulting. Welcome, folks. The direction for today's discussion is sort of what this strange year leads to the future for Centric. But I just wanted to start off, actually, Jeff guessed part of my initial question, which is, so everyone's in their, theoretically, homework Space right now. What does your home workspace say about you?
1: That I'm just I'm comfortable with being disheveled. I would say, or <laughs> slightly or mildly disheveled. Um, there's only about one angle for the camera that it allows for me to look somewhat organized. Any other part of my office would look bad right now, or disheveled. Okay, okay.
0: Owning the dishevelment. That's good. That's good, Jeff. My, by the
2: way, my favorite example of office video use is Maurice Faison in our company who has this wonderful office but it was always messed up so he cleaned it and he took a picture and he uses that as his background
3: i never do that i've got a similar background set up inspired by maurice (laughs) (laughs)
1: that that should not be allowed honestly
0: so jeff you look very executive there with your uh uh bookshelves uh does that is that what you'd want people to learn from your, your workspace
4: the secret is to back yourself up against the wall as far as possible so people don't see the clutter. But I, I am surrounded by dog beds and, and then another dog, and they don't smell. I saw Dave's
1: facial expression. You know what? Then... When, you're, when you're in it, you can't smell it. You, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, if we walked but... into your office, it would smell like dog. You just can't <laughs> smell it.
4: Uh, I have clean dogs. <laughs> And one, right. one actually operates more as a lumbar support. The dog does, that is. And uh, so I have a particularly uh, a strong liking to dogs. Okay. okay. How does that work with
1: lumbar support?
4: So you can picture if he's the perfect size as a lumbar pillow, he sits back there, which means you have to scoot forward and sit up straight with a good posture, which I don't. So that's, you know, the thing I look forward to the most in 2021 is actually being able to lean back in my chair and hopefully my back will not be as bad as it feels right now.
0: What's going on there?
4: <laughs>
3: okay. Wow. Seriously.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize we we're going to get to the, that sort of depth. So how about you, Eric? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think a couple of key features in my office uh,
3: are a, a well-functioning door to separate. Uh, myself from the chaos in my house um, and I also have kind of a it's on the second floor of my house but there's kind of a walkout porch area and, and so I'm able to I, I like to pace around when I'm talking kind of I think Roosevelt does that I know he does uh, he, he'll often do it on camera I, I'm usually not on video for any number of reasons but one is uh, is is I like pacing around my uh, uh, porch on the outside I used to have uh, dogs in my office all the time <clears throat> larry visited my old office uh once many years ago and, and i often uh, had to chase dogs down the street etc and if uh, <laughs> my dogs don't like to come to my office anymore but i have a cat the cat from the weather report he comes to my office every day he wants to go out on the porch uh, and uh, he's, he's so he's my buddy right now he's my work buddy okay so have a lot of animals i guess that says something about me
0: Okay. And and Larry, you've you've avoided being ragged on you so far.
2: <laughs> well, I know that I'm going to get a lot of grief for this, but everything I have in my office are things that make me happy. Um, so that's kids' artwork over the years that only a dad could love and photos from favorite trips and other knickknacks. I do have a non-smelly dog pillow in here that my dog hangs out with me. Um, and then lately, because I've been doing all these podcasts and stuff, I have uh, all these lights that looks kind of... Uh, Funny as a studio, a makeshift studio.
0: A lot of stuff has happened in 2020. What about 2020 sort of changed your outlook for 2021? Did you sort of take the 2021 plan and just rip it shreds and start all over?
1: Uh, I would say I'm incredibly optimistic about it. Thought we came through 2020 way better than expected. It was really cool to see how everyone, really everyone across the entire company kind of came together. Uh, to get through it. So that that part, it was done so well, it actually surprised me and my expectations were high.
2: So when the pandemic happened, like everybody else, we were freaking out uh, as a business and lots of uncertainty. But because we've been a remote company for 20 years and because all of our offerings are what Uh, companies need to help them uh, become, you know, all digital companies and be able to do business anywhere, we were really well positioned. So we just had our best month ever as a company in October, all time. There's no way I would have thought that would have happened six months ago. So we really have 2021, considering everything that's happened, we consider a huge success and are really proud of it. And we're honestly very bullish uh, You know, as a vaccine starts to become available. We think the economy will be really good the next two years, and we're positioning ourselves for growth.
0: So with all that uh, excitement and, and positivity, were there any goals we had for this year that we had to acknowledge at some point we couldn't meet? Uh,
3: most of them. Most of them? OK. <laughs> no. Well, I see Dave there. I, I mean, I, I think easily our revenue. I mean, at some point, in time, pretty early on, it became clear that we weren't going to catch up. Uh, but beyond that, no.
0: Okay.
1: Well, the, the, we did. We were going to launch Detroit, uh, mm-hmm. and we, we put that off. That was one goal. Financially, though, I, I mean, yeah, we're going to maybe miss our numbers, but you know, we're coming close enough that it feels like we hit plan. All right. Some summer meeting as well. I don't know if that's a goal <laughs> necessarily, but that was a big bummer not to be able to do it face to face.
0: Right. Right. What are some of the things you're most proud of about Centric in 2020?
2: Jeff, you haven't answered yet.
0: Surprisingly. He's waiting I have to, an um, answer,
2: but I'm trying not to ball hog. Well,
4: yeah. I'm, well I'm, I'm trying to play to Eric's reason for offering his comment about surprisingly. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think if I um, if I think about what we're most proud of, it, it kind of ties back into some things we already talked about, too. Just surviving would be the key. Yeah but surviving more than uh, surviving with a sense of confidence by the end of all of it not a sense of uh, overconfidence like we can you know do anything adaptability of our company we always knew when we were smaller that we were pretty nimble agile and if something was thrown at us we could just kind of you know dodge or pivot and uh, and we'd be fine and when you get large you start to wonder can you do the same things can you survive and it was a tremendous amount of stress a tremendous amount of effort not just with the group of people on the call but the entire company uh stress the same across the entire company but man it's it's pretty spectacular what we've been able to accomplish through the adaptability and just agility being nimble being relevant kind of asking ourselves the right question and it kind of convinces me that if we stick to our core purpose which really gets back to mm-hmm. you know the unmatched experiences, doing the right things for our people, doing the right things for our clients, and stay totally focused there. It gets us through a heck of a lot. So that the, the entire year proved to me that we are on the right path doing those things.
2: The the thing for me that I'm most proud of is how we took care of each other. <clears throat> the COVID has been uh, hard on every single person in the company. We've had employees that have lost uh, parents and family members um, everybody has had all kinds of uh, difficulty in, in dealing with it and we uh, we came together as a family and really um, exercised compassion and ca- compassion and caring for everybody <clears throat> and I, I feel closer to everybody coming out of this um, so super proud of it
0: Cool cool so it sounds in most ways as a real, culture victory, right? It's something that, you know, who we are was a big part of, uh, of coming out of this well. Do you think we will change any going into 2021 as a culture?
1: Uh, I think it's shown us what we can do together, you know, mm-hmm. in that way. I mean, it, it really is pretty amazing not to do any salary reductions or layoffs, you know, through this <laughs> pandemic and kind of, you know, tells us what we can do in the future. A lot of operating groups, a lot of portions of our company have really grown, uh, during during the pandemic, uh, individually, particularly with some of the smaller ones, and built a lot of confidence. So I would say, if anything, it gives us a lot more confidence going forward as a company.
4: Okay. I think um, I think tied into that too. If I think about will we change in twenty twenty one, I think a change that's actually happened to us throughout this year was that, you know we kind of got through the COVID segment and they start to open the economy back up, and then there's a uh, you know, a, a really massive stage of social unrest played upon a real strength of the centric culture overall in that it's a group of people who really care about each other. I think it brought us together in a bigger, more unified way across the company, both how we look at ourselves internally and how we you know, kind of look at the world out of us. And I, I just see such momentum around that and growth around that, that that will continue to evolve throughout the next year as well. You know, in a year when we couldn't be together face to face, I feel closer to the people across the entire company than I ever have. Um, mostly because we start each other on video cameras all day.
0: But uh,
4: <laughs> it's, I, I think that will continue and we will really appreciate being together
0: in person the next chance we get to do it. Cool. Cool. Let's see. So, you know, one of the reasons we we actually delayed this was so you could get through more of uh, planning for 2021. So what are some of the exciting goals that we have for Centric for next year?
1: Well, I think to me what's exciting about next year is I think there's a real opportunity to grow our company a great deal and also be able to expand what we can do for our clients. A lot of our service offerings and uh, industry vertical expertise really matured in this past year. It had to, you know, helping our clients better understand what we're able to do. And uh, we think the next uh, three years, uh, two to three years at least, uh, should create growth. So we, we want to be able to take uh, advantage of that as much as possible uh, for our company as well as for our clients. Uh,
2: for me, we, when COVID hit, we realized we had a lot of knowledge and skills that could help companies uh, survive it. And so we mobilized and we put out a tremendous amount of thought leadership and we were able to help a lot of companies and where we're going as an organization and our envisioned future you know we want to be a nationally recognized brand and we want to be a known thought leader in the space and so the things that we're doing to position ourselves across the knowledge that we have across the organization to share i'm excited that we're building a platform to do that
0: gosh it seems like so long ago i'm trying to remember was it the spring meeting yeah the spring meeting right before we shut everything down or, or got locked down right centric everywhere trying to you know cover all the country rather than just our, our local BU areas. Has that strategy been sort of turned upside down here or accelerated, accelerated slowed down?
2: It, no, the exact opposite. If anything, we think that that strategy that we were building pre-pandemic um, is the ideal strategy in a post-pandemic world. And so, quite frankly, we're looking at accelerating the things that you talked about in our envision future and the platform that we're building out.
1: Uh, it continues to be really important, we believe, to have our, our local offices. We certainly want to leverage all of Centric to bring the best of Centric to our clients. But uh, a differentiator for us is our local relationships. We want to continue to figure out a way to be um, part of the communities in more and more cities uh, across the country for sure. And we, we think the, the model we've built out is really going to allow us to accelerate that over the next few years.
0: All right. You know one of the so as a consultant you know, I've worked remotely a lot and I think I gotten pretty good at it I think most of our centric folks have gotten pretty good at it but uh, I think a lot of us would also say that we do our best work for our clients when we're with them you know in their environment you know side by side with them what what do you think about that how do you how do you think that that moves forward you know do we come do we stay more virtual do you think we're losing something if we do that
2: talking to a lot of people about it and we've been helping a lot of organizations that are actually in the process of permanently adopting remote work. Uh, So I just recently interviewed some of the top researchers at the largest world's um, uh, brokerage, uh, office brokerage companies and they're saying 75% of companies are going to come back with a hybrid model meaning you're in the office sometimes and you're you know, outside of it working remote or in a shared space or wherever you want to work. I, we see that as the way that most companies are going to adopt it. And it allows you access to the best talent in the world that way. And so I would say the vast majority of companies are going to adopt it. Adopt it. And so in the past, what you saw was a all remote company like we were was super, super rare I think very soon in the future, one that's all in the office is going to be very, very rare. So what that means for us as a consulting organization is I think it's very much here to stay and clients are going to be much more comfortable working with virtual teams of consultants. And so, you know, we think the business model that we've built prepares us for that.
0: All right. And how would you uh, how would you coach consultants on how to strengthen their, their remote working?
1: Well, I think uh, to me, what I, what I see, it's a mix of idea. what people, uh, different place, want different things. But I would say uh, it's important to have time where you are with people, even if you're working remotely. You know, post-vaccine, I think there'll be more opportunity to do that. And um, I do, while we will have a hybrid model, I do think, you know, the fact that we have local consultants will, will still benefit us and benefit our clients uh, to be able to have people easily be on site from time to time as necessary.
2: I think the things that help make you a great remote worker are things like uh, bringing your whole self to work, sharing your entire personality so people get to know you, learning how to resolve conflict virtually, um, and and as Dave said, knowing the right times to get together because it's a right it's finding that right balance for the team that you've got, uh, contributing so much of remote work now is predicated on having great tools. When you have that virtual door knock, you need to respond and treat it just like if it was in, in uh, the physical as well.
4: It sounded like Larry just read that off one of his blog posts. He <laughs> was uh, rehearsing. I think it's a,
2: Well, I, a I've i been speaking so much that I, if you, I just start talking, it's like involuntary action now.
4: Um, you know, one thing I, I would say for the remote thing, it, you know, it was novel in the beginning in the idea of not having to drive to work and everything else. You, you start to appreciate, wow, I get a lot of extra hours in the day, not just you know having to commute and stuff. Mm-hmm. The mundane nature of sitting in the same desk really early in the morning, not needing to really take a shower or even get dressed and sit there all day, every day. <laughs> Is, uh, <laughs> it's brutal. not a nice experience, isn't <laughs> it? Um, I chose jo- to go that path. I actually <clears> shower <throat> and got out of my jams, but uh, I did wear slippers. I actually almost wore holes in my slippers, but you gotta change it up. You gotta mix it up a little bit and do something different. Uh, that could mean different rooms. It can mean taking the right breaks throughout the day because otherwise, it's really easy to sit at your electronic device all day long staring at the
1: video and uh, and probably unhealthy too. Jeff is an example of where the hybrid model is really important. I think, um, but, but but I, I think um, for, for some of the other rest of us, we, we you know we, we do shower and uh, enjoy looking at the computer screen a little bit anyway. But yeah, I would love to have an honest survey of every
4: single person in the company about the longest window of time they went without actually showering during the. Kind of the COVID office working thing, and if you if you had true truth were laying it out there, it would not be a pretty thing, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I actually think I I don't want to see the results of that survey, but you know, I, I think to some of the things here and to some of what Larry was describing. I mean, for myself, one of the reasons that I think I'm effective working remotely is I stick to a routine. You know, I have pretty much the same schedule, and uh, yes, it includes a shower. The dog gets in there with There, his his walks, breakfast at a certain time. You know, although it seems to be creeping forward, I, I'm getting looks from my wife about trying to go for the early seating at Golden Corral. So maybe <laughs> I may need to try to eat dinner a little bit later.
1: Whoa,
4: Oof. that's a COVID no-no.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a, that's a that's a post-vaccine no-no as well. I'm pretty
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, well, Golden Corral is, uh, you know, that's a Chicago running gag because Ted Goodman kept buying gift cards for Golden Corral for. Uh, Office uh, prizes. Yep, so generous. That's good. It's good to know that. All right. So, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to in 2021? Getting back together. Yeah. I don't know if I want to get back together with Jeff,
1: uh, (laughs) given the shower background, dog background. Yeah, definitely getting back together. Hopeful for at least the summer meeting to to take place, and uh, it would be neat if we were able to do a spring meeting. But I think the odds on that are a bit lower.
4: Um, I would be pumped to have uh, live spectator sports again to actually attend a game in person. Yeah. I, I think that'll be part of the next meeting.
0: All right. You know, if there's a, you know, a T ball game going on somewhere in Cincinnati, we can check it out. I and mean, that's that's our budget, right? All right. You know, it's t-ball.
1: close. Little game. I go with a little. T balls pretty painful. I think you got to go. <laughs> 11 and 12-year-olds for true entertainment.
0: All right. All right. So anything else about how we're going from this crazy year into the future that you want to share? Any sort of capstone comments?
4: Future's uh, bright. I I would...
0: Future's bright. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jeff? Yeah, I,
4: mean, I think Dave, Dave nailed it on the front end. I, I've got, uh, it's just a blend of optimism and confidence, all the uncertainty, which is definitely there, right? None of us knows if the vaccine's going to work, when they get it out, it's who gets it. But it's almost like it doesn't matter because I can't imagine too many additional curveballs being thrown at us beyond what was thrown this year. That gives me tremendous confidence to say, you know, you're going to get one, but you're also going to know kind of how to pivot and the rest of the organization is going to be right there and ready to do it too. We will accomplish some pretty incredible things, I believe, over the next two to three years.
1: Awesome. It'll be fun to see what we can do with, No distractions or fewer distractions, no pandemic, no election, you know, no company-wide infrastructure and investments that affect everybody. I think that'll be kind of fun to see what we can do without any distractions or any major distractions. Yeah, no no COVID task force calls. No COVID task force calls, yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. All right, Larry or Eric, any uh, closing comments for you?
3: I'm excited. I mean I think you know twenty twenty is one of these years you will never forget, but it's it's really shown us what we're made of and and I, I think um, I, I feel really awesome about where we're at and going forward.
0: All right. Larry, anything to say that the other guys haven't said already?
2: I'm on the stick.
0: Larry, do you
1: think will you'll be able to sell more book, books in twenty twenty one? It's <laughs> it's already book sales diving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been centric biz and tech talks. Thanks to Dave, Larry, Eric, and Jeff for joining me today, and thank you for listening.